Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Well, there's a lot to talk about this morning, folks. Great to have you with us as we begin the, uh, well, the Christmas week. Yes. Merry Christmas to you all, he said, politically incorrect. We do begin a great week of political coffee. Talking about the yeah, the political things that really do matter in your life. And boy, is there a lot to talk about. You know, when you're probably going to be with family members, I, I hope, or friends, uh, this coming weekend, Christmas weekend, maybe one of the ways that you can start the conversation you know, a persuadable conversation is to say, wow, did you guys see that the FDA finally admitted that Pfizer's COVID ma- vaccine causes blood clots? Did you see that? They've been denying this all along. It's a great story in the Gateway Pundit today. By the way, um, Carrie Lake uh, was at Turning Point Action last night. Now, I was watching football, but a friend of mine who's an activist whose father was Rookie of the Year in the NFL in 1962, she is so committed. I mean, this woman is absolutely committed to the NFL and the Detroit Lions who had a great win yesterday because her father played his uh, most of his career for the Detroit Lions. Anyway, she, uh, instead of watching football, she was watching Carrie Lake. Now, she's down in Arizona, so she, you know, this is a big deal to her, obviously, but it's a big deal to all of us. Carrie Lake said this last night. I, I, quote, I identify as a proud, election-denying deplorable, and my pronouns are I won. Unquote. You gotta love this woman, folks. She's fearless. I think that's pretty cool. She also said some other things. Um, um, what you know was I'm not going to repeat it, but it was I was a little surprised that she said that, but at any rate, um, was a pretty powerful thing. Uh, Twitter. Should Elon Musk step down? Well, apparently the leftists who took the Twitter poll, uh, that 57%, yeah, he should step down after 12 hours of voting. Um, and I guess he was over in Qatar watching the, uh, the what was it, Argentina win? Uh, anyway, 57% said he should step down as the head of Twitter and 42% wanted to, him to stay at the range. 17 million people voted in the poll. Now, I want to know, are those 17 million real Twitter users or are they the bots? Anyway, what do you think? Now, 
don't expect him to step down anytime soon, folks. Because he didn't say when he would step down. Now, some users on Twitter, and this again is the Gateway Pundit story here, and, and it's a great story, and I'll have it up on the show plan today at kslm.news. Under local podcast, we're at the top of the page. Click on that, and you'll be able to read the story and all the stories that I talk about today. The story says, some users on Twitter don't think Musk will step down at all. But rather, the poll was an elaborate plan to catch bots in real time. One of them wrote, Elon's poll is doing a lot to draw out the bots again, second time he's done it. Wonder what the vote will be once the bots are removed. Uh, yeah, that is uh, is pretty cool. At any rate, uh, what he is doing and what we're finding out about a number of things is, is just absolutely profound, including the Federalist story today about six huge takeaways from the sixth dump of the Twitter files. Now, the fallout from this is is just amazing, and we'll get to all of that as we uh, go along today. But, folks, tolling here in Oregon, this is a huge issue. The uh, Eric Fruits is Ph.D. economist, a friend of mine. He works with the Cascade Policy Institute, Oregon's only free market think tank. Folks, they're going to toll all the lanes of I-5 and I-205 from south of Wilsonville all the way across the Columbia River. If you're catching a flight to PDX, shopping at Bridgeport Village, or just trying to get to work, tolling, he writes, is going to drain your bank account. He says, at a hearing on November the 9th, a legislator noted that by serving in the legislature, she would rack up $2,000 a year in tolls. TriMet complains it doesn't have enough buses to handle all the people it expects will be forced onto public transit. The Portland Metro Council president worries about interstate traffic being diverted into residential neighborhoods. Duh. ODOT estimates more than a quarter of drivers won't be able to afford the toll and will need subsidies. Everyone hates tolling, but our politicians are blinded by the dollar signs from tolling revenues. We're heading for a political pile up. It's not too late, he writes, to stop this tolling disaster. Tolls only make sense when the money is used to expand road capacity. ODOT's current plans fail this basic test. Folks, they're not going to expand any road capacity. They're going to use the money for more and expanded light rail. They're going to use the money for everything but making your life easier and better in driving in the Portland metro area. When the legislature right, meets in February, he writes, one of its top priorities must be pass a bill that stops ODOT's misguided tolling plans. Now you add tolling to the editorial in the Seattle Times, if you add the tolls, because it isn't just going to be I-5, I-205, folks. They're going to try and toll. I'm telling you, they will toll other places in Oregon. This is why you got to sign the petition against the tolls. 
no tolls. This is such a big deal. No tolls. And I'll get the proper website for you here in a minute because I'm not finding it. So I, I'll get it uh, a little bit later. But anyway, the interstate bridge replacement, folks, that has soared the cost of that thing. And the, look, when you lose the incredibly uber liberal Seattle Times, you lose everything. They've written an editorial against it. They say, yeah, we need the bridge, but the problem is all of the, it's mission creep, folks. In the military, you know that we talk about that, right? Mission creep. They keep adding more and more stuff to this, folks. They add light rail over to Vancouver, which Vancouver doesn't want. And they're going to toll it. You can bet they're going to toll it. Joe Courtright, who's a, a lefty economist who opposed the original bridge, the CRC project, which is an incredible waste of money. Something like $200 million was spent of your tax dollars, almost all of it federal, to not turn a single shovel of dirt. Remember that? Well, he is whining about this too. It's a totally new bridge design. And he says they ought to eliminate a bunch of these interchanges. Because it's actually the 70% of the cost of this project is rebuilding seven interchanges within five miles. Now, how much of that's really necessary? I'm quite serious now. All of this is a big deal. Even a liberal lefty lawmaker from Portland has written an op-ed in the Oregonian, the fish wrap, and says this, up to $7.5 billion for an interstate bridge replacement project, time to right-size it for reality. Confound is a leftist member newly appointed to the Oregon House of Representatives, House District 46. It's outer southeast Portland. And he's on the Joint Committee on Transportation. She, rather. She formerly worked as the community organizer for a number of lefty groups. But she says that the mega freeway across the Portland, the cost has ballooned from $5 billion to $7.5 billion. And planners are going to ask Oregon taxpayers for a billion-dollar down payment to start construction. Now, where are they going to come up with that money? Hmm? I mean, look, we're talking about, in all seriousness, folks, we are talking about a recession coming. Because it is, folks. And yet, we're going to pay a billion dollars. Where's that coming from? Well, it comes from revenue sources. And this has to be general fund, folks. That means it comes from either lottery dollars or it comes from your income taxes. This is, see, the other 
billions because Washington is committed to a billion. And if Oregon commits to a billion and it's seven and a half billion and growing with inflation, I mean, do you really think it's not going to get bigger? It is. The price tag will get even higher and higher and higher. Anyway, when you lose the Seattle Times editorial board, when you lose a far lefty liberal lawmaker from Portland, how bad is it? Hmm? I will tell you this. There is no question that I will do everything in my power to uh, avoid the Portland metro area. By the way, Kate Brown's death row purge gives killers the ability to leave prison. Folks, Kate Brown, when she commuted the death sentence for all 17 remaining prisoners on death row, this is a Taxpayers Association commentary, she not only spared them from the death penalty, which, by the way, violates Oregon Constitution, She purposefully left open the door for these criminals to get parole. Murderers like Christian Longo, you know, who murdered his entire family, dumped them in the waters out on the Oregon coast and then fled to Mexico. People like him. Not a single person. That she gave a commutation life sentence not one of them did she block from getting parole this woman is disgusting back in a moment Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. Hey, we are back. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. Thank you to Power Buick GMC for sponsoring the talk line. 503-589-1220. Do you think Elon Musk should step down? Linda wrote me an email. By the way, you want to send me an email? I'll do my darndest to read it on the air. You can send me an email to jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Linda says, I agree. I think Elon Musk put the question out just to identify certain people. Yeah, in fact, on the Liberty Daily, that's the... um, one of the headline story says Elon Musk loses Twitter poll by wide margin. Will he keep his word and step down now? Was it one massive bot trap? Yeah. A couple of other interesting headlines here. Listen to this. 50%, according to a poll, 50% of American workers say they plan to quit their jobs in 2023? Wow. And then there's another story. It's got pictures of Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy with masks on. Here's the headline. American voters now understand all the Democrats are Democrats. 
And most Republicans are Democrats, too. Ah, that ain't good. That ain't good. But I'll tell you that one of the best things about Elon Musk buying Twitter, oh, he'll make it profitable, folks. I'll guarantee you he will. Is the exposing of the FBI. The House Republicans are already subpoenaing the FBI, and they should, because it shows the close working relationship. Now, of course, if it's happening at the FBI, you know, with Twitter, it was happening at Facebook and Instagram and Google and everywhere else. Well, there's another headline here that says top Republican on the House Intelligence Committee, Mike Turner, says the Republicans will pursue secret files of FBI collusion with big tech. Yeah, it needs to happen, folks. And then the House needs to impeach Christopher Ray. And then they need to impeach Merrick Garland. Tim writes an email, says, and Cynthia, hang on, I'll get to you in just a second here. What is the Republicans' position on tolling? How do we make them make a decision, then hold them accountable? The Republican Party's position on tolling already built roads in Oregon is that it's a bad idea and we should not do it. That's the Republicans' position. This was one of the biggest misses of this coming election. Now, I will tell you, or the, the, the just recent election, I should say, I misspoke there. I will tell you, uh, and we've been polling this a long time, liberals in the Portland metro area hate the idea of tolling. It almost got Mike Erickson elected in the 6th Congressional District. Why? Because Andrea Salinas, who ultimately beat him, maybe, depending if you believe the votes, she voted in favor of tolling. Now, he wasn't in the legislature. She was. But he came out strongly against it. Lori chavez Dreamer was in favor of forbidding, stopping tolling. That helped get her elected. Folks, it's just a huge issue. Now, how do we make them accountable? Well, in the Oregon legislature, you start recalling people. So they're going to begin tolling in two years, and that's why this petition to, to stop the tolls, no tolls without a vote, is so important. And every one of you should sign the thing. Let's go to Cynthia. Cynthia, good morning. Jeff, thank you, because you're making me think of, I lived in California for like 40 years. My father grew up in Kennewick, and my aunt is up in Prosser. She's a rodeo lady, a nuclear lady, and... um my grandfather used to fish on the Columbia, but I used to keep right before I left California, I, cause I always knew I was coming up to Oregon, but I didn't know it was going to turn into this. Um, there was a picture of the Carquinas bridge, which is like Martinez and Benicia. And the reason I kept the newspaper clipping on my refrigerator was because the man who built the bridge and paid for it 
was just an independent grocer and then they tore it down when it was still working but they were going to dismantle it it was going to cost millions of dollars to dismantle it but decades before you could look into it it's the Carquinez bridge it was beautiful and an independent grocer just built the bridge because he wanted his groceries to get traveled across where they needed to go. And there was no government involved. And I will say that the Benicia Bridge, it used to be a dollar, then it was $2, then it was $3, and it's a toll, then it was $5, and everybody voted it in that didn't have to pay for it, and my ex had to cross it, then it was $7, and then they started charging more if you went in commute hours, and all I can say is, like, California leads the way in dumb, you know? And <laughs> right about that. that's thank all you. I can say. Thank you, Cynthia, and you're so right, because right now they are protecting, projecting, rather, on I-205, depending on where you And what I don't I like is that, like, what Maybe the problem with the Benicia Bridge was everybody voted it in. Thank you, Cynthia. Appreciate that story. Back in a moment, folks. It is 6.30. Should Elon Musk step down? And what are we going to do about tolls? VoteBeforeTolls.org. Back in a moment. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back, my friends. Great to have you with us. 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk. I don't know if you noticed out there, but it's kind of cold. And if you're not comfortable in your home, then you really ought to be calling Freedom Heating and Air. It's one of the great ways they built such a such a strong, stable business in the Mid Valley here is the fact that they have this thing called emergency services, and they're really good at it. They come out right away. You give them a call. 503-580-1456. They'll come out right away, and they'll assess your problem, and they'll fix it. 580-1456. You can check out their website at freedomheatingandair.net. That's freedomheatingandair.net. So what do you think about, I mean, I'm, I am so glad that Elon Musk made the choice to buy Twitter. I mean, I really am. I, I, I just, I think it's an outstanding idea because he's exposing everything that we know has been going on. Now there's proof. Now there's an opportunity for accountability. The question is, what will Kevin McCarthy do as the leader of the Republicans in the House, as the supposed Speaker of the House? I don't know if he's really got the votes to be there or not. I'll guarantee you there's lots of deals being cut behind the scenes right now. But 
Will they literally impeach people? Now, again, it's got to go over to the Senate for a trial, and a lot of that's going to dis is going to matter as to does Joe Manchin stay? There's stories over the weekend about Joe Manchin may turn to become a Republican. That would be interesting, wouldn't it? So anyway, Elon Musk, what do you think? Should he step down or should he stay right where he is for a time? When all of the Twitter files, step down after all the Twitter files are released and after he's made changes by exposing all the bots and was this entire poll all about exposing more of the bots. You know, in all seriousness, folks, this is good for us, for those of us who believe in freedom. It's good for us who are conservatives because now we have an opportunity to use this to our advantage by having those persuadable conversations with people in our world that are persuadable. You know, saying things like, do you think it's right that Twitter banned conservatives but not liberals? Hmm? And what do you think about Kate Brown commuting the sentences of the most horrific killers on death row in Oregon, commuting their sentences and leaving open the possibility of parole. I mean, you think about it. The thousands of hours of testimony and work by the part of the prosecutors, by the part of the juries that found these people guilty, sometimes multiply times guilty. How about the families? How would you feel? Seriously, how would you feel as a family? If you got a call a couple of hours before Kate Brown decided to commute their sentences, you know, because they, they have to make the appearance that they're actually keeping up with Oregon law. You know, by giving victims the right to weigh in like two hours ahead of time, she needs to be sued over that too. Julie writes an email. By the way, you want to send me an email. It's jeff at 1220.am or jeff at kslm.news. Here's Julie's email. It says, who's worse? Kate Brown's shirt, who doesn't give a tinker's damn about the safety of Oregon citizens by letting prisoners go free. She hasn't allowed them to go free yet, although she did, including some teenage murderers. Julie continues, by allowing murderers parole and practice medicine without a license with her lockdowns and vaccines mandated. Or lying Joe Biden who has lived in a fog of deceit for the last 50 years, unable to discern truth from fiction in his private universe. He prefers his own creature comforts over the safety of American citizens, allowed the entrance of criminals into the country and practice medicine without a license by mandating masks and vaccinations. As Shakespeare said, there's a small difference between rotten apples. So who's worse? Kate Brown. Or Joe Biden. 
By the way, if you want to stop tolling in Oregon, go to votebeforetolls.org. I will have that up, okay? I'll have it up there so you can take a look at it. Votebeforetolls.org. Votebeforetolls.org. You can download a petition. Now, I'm going to tell you, folks, I saw this over the weekend, and, and it's, um, oh, it was an email. I got a bunch of email accounts, and I'm not sure which one it came in on, but um, where is it here? Boy, I wish I could find it. Um, Anyway, it, it was it was just they were lamenting the fact that a bunch of the tolling is going to pay for PERS shortfall in ODOT. We'll see. That wouldn't surprise me. It depends on how the funds are, uh, whether they're dedicated funds and so forth. Corby write, writes me an email, says so-called health provider. This is actually from Saturday, but I, I thought it was good enough that I needed to, to put it out there. I went to pay my so-called health insurance premium to Kaiser Permanente today. Personally, I believe all medical personnel are murderers, either knowingly or unknowingly, since the good ones were fired or forced to quit, leaving us with not the cream of the crop, since they still believe the mask and death shots are a good thing. We have a high deductible insurance to use as a last resort. Anyway, you can see how I feel about the current, basically non-existent medical field. I am not happy about this. I thought I would pass this along. It was on a separate piece of paper in with the bill. It says word for word the following. As your partner in health, they wrote, Corby, we want to make sure you understand your coverage and billing. Your health plan includes coverage for voluntary termination of pregnancy. Abortion, folks. Federal law requires us to disclose the full premium for your plan includes $1 per member per month to kill a baby. Like, they didn't say that. It said for this coverage. I added the kill the baby part. They quote, if you have a premium tax credit, no portion of the credit applies towards this coverage. We are currently looking at other options. Thanks for sharing that, um, Corby. And and I guess I say to Kaiser Permanente, good good on you for trying to find other options. Greg wrote an email about novel influenza monkeypox and RSV trends. He said, from Paul at Havid, Havid University, Harvard, folks, unusual and concerning flu trend, plus unusual infections at the World Cup. And he's got some charts there. Now, that's interesting. Hours before the World Cup final, three French players catch the camel Camel flu? What? Camel? There's a camel flu now? Yes. There's a couple of stories about that. The camel flu. What's next? It ain't good. 
Thanks, Roger, for the uh, email from Life in the United States. I appreciate that. Uh, Linda wrote me a following email, re releasing death row prisoners. She writes, what's the point of releasing all these criminals from the minor to the worst and now murderers with the possibility of parole? What is the point? What is the reason behind these decisions by Democrats clear across the country? Because they say death row, the death penalty is immoral. That's the point. And that's stunning, coming from baby-killing Kate Brown, who thinks it's perfectly moral to take your tax dollars and to pay for abortion tourism in Oregon, because that's what we're doing, folks. They spend $15 million for it. To open up abortion clinics and pay the costs of women to come to Oregon from places like Idaho. So they can get an abortion in Oregon. That's moral, according to Kate Brown. But it's not moral. To put to death somebody who made a decision to take another person's life as an adult. Think about that. You could maybe have a conversation about that. Back in a moment at 640. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back 10 minutes before the top. Now, great to have you with us this week. It is Christmas week. And I hope that you are in a good mood because it is Christmas time. And uh, it is an opportunity for us to, well, try to move beyond, at least to some extent, the insanity of politics, like what I just described. Even though I'm advocating you have persuasive conversations. Now, look, if you're at Christmas dinner this coming Sunday, don't, and you know you're going to get into a fight with somebody, just don't, Okay. But if you know that there are, you know, really seriously, that there are persuadable people in your family, then go have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with them. And say things to them. Like Kate Brown. I find it very interesting that Kate Brown calls the death penalty immoral while she is advocating and funding and paying for the killing of innocent babies in the womb. And using your tax dollars to pay for people to travel to Oregon to get abortions. What's more immoral? Now, again, don't start a fight with somebody. Is it a good thing that Elon Musk bought Twitter and he's exposing uh, all of the fakeness here that's going on. Victor Davis Hansen has a piece in American Greatness. 
you know, he's a, he's a professor, smart, yet rooted and grounded in common sense, conservative writer. You see him on Fox and so forth. It's 10 steps to save America. And I want to share that with you. But I also want to give you a reason for hope because there's another story in the Epoch Times about a federal judge, a Bush-appointed federal judge, who's going to block the tyrannical California gun law provision. This is one that would say, loser pays. If you're a citizen and you sue the federal government or any local government, over an unconstitutional gun ban provision, Gavin Newsom said, you, by signing this law and others, you need to pay the legal costs. If you lose, you pay the legal costs. Well, a federal judge said he's going to block that because it would have a chilling effect on discouraging people from challenging the statute, this new law that's going to happen on uh, January 1, I believe, in California. He says, he said on December 16th, which was Friday, he would issue an injunction halting that part of the law from taking effect on January 1st. This provision that he's going to stop would require those who fight the state's gun laws to pay the government's legal fees when they lose in court. And it was heavily promoted by Gavin Newsom. Now, folks, ultimately, I'm going to tell you, by the way, the nickname that so many in the uh, Second Amendment world have given this judge because he struck down other California laws. He's called St. Benitez because his last name is Benitez, St. Benitez. He struck down, in June of 2021, California's Assault Weapons Control Act of 1989. Wow. Weeks later, the Ninth Circus Court of Appeals put his ruling on hold. And then in 2019, he found the state's ban on large-capacity magazines included in Proposition 63, was unconstitutional. So this one judge has absolutely had a powerful impact on your Second Amendment right. Now, I'm telling you folks that this is still the greatest legacy of Donald Trump, folks. It it isn't exposing the deep state. It is appointing 300 federal judges, including three members of the U.S. Supreme Court. They are our only hope. Now, by the way, my buddy Mark Fincham, who lost the Secretary of State's race down in California, sued, and a judge threw out his lawsuit, dismissed it with prejudice. And basically said, and I'm going to allow, he's going to decide, rather. He's going to allow Katie Hobbs and others to turn around and sue Mark Fincham. And make Mark Mark Fincham pay their court costs. 
I don't know if Mark, because I haven't communicated with him, and I will, because I'll update you on that. I don't know if he's got recourse on that to appeal the judge's decision and dismissing the lawsuit if he can sue again. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. At any rate, there are the latest release of Twitter files raises even more questions. The FBI was the hand in Twitter's glove. This is a piece by Margot Cleveland in The Federalist. The bloated FBI task force pushed for silly censorship. The feds try, the feds thread the constitutional needle or try to. Are the feds playing fast and loose with classified info? Duh. Number five, the Fed outsources its misinformation flagging. It did. That's right. And number six, some very suspicious timing. Of course. Now, 10 steps to save America from Victor Davis Hanson. Cut the debt. Secure the border. Tap our natural resources. Oppose discrimination against white people and others. Disrupt and reform higher education. Long overdue. Revive the armed forces. Fix voting. Drain the swamp. Upend the welfare state. Restore norms. The nuclear family. Yeah, those are things that need to happen, and you're right. Question is, unless we fix voting, none of that will happen. Because people will not be elected that will force that into play. Whether it's a president, members of Congress, state legislators, governors, whatever. You're right, Victor Davis Hanson, those things have to happen. But I'm telling you, till you fix voting, until we get to the bottom of everything that we know is happening and we prove it, none of the rest of those will happen or can happen. But you can take control of the crazy idea of voting in tolls. You can say no to tolls. Go to votebeforetolls.org, please. Read the instructions, print off and download petitions, and send them in. Thanks for joining us today, folks. I'll be back tomorrow, and I hope you will be too. Happy Christmas week to you all. It's your Christmas coffee dinner. They see you tomorrow.